Let's start with a couple of scenarios. Scenario one, you've just bought an expensive NFT and suddenly you find yourself in need of the money. How do you raise it? Scenario two, you want to own an expensive NFT but cannot afford to do so. What can you do? Hi everyone, this is your host Meenu Sareen with another episode of the podcast Blockchain Hustle. In today's episode, I share on a couple of entities which play on the intersection of finance and NFT. So let's start with the first one, which is the NFT file. Now, NFT file is an entity which is a kind of a union of NFT and DeFi. So just starting with the scenario one with which I started this episode. You bought that expensive NFT and you want to raise some money. Well, you don't need to look that far. You can actually leverage that expensive NFT that you've just bought. But say you do not need to, or you do not want to sell it. Actually, you don't need to. What you just need to do is to figure out how to unlock that large capital which has been locked inside that NFT. Or in other words, can you use your NFT as a collateral to borrow some money? Now, there are markets indeed out there in the real world in which you can put some asset as a collateral and you can borrow money. And also in the crypto space, you have markets where the collaterals that can be taken are uh, stable coins or they are well-known cryptocurrencies like Ether, Bit uh, Bitcoin, etc. However, when it comes to the non-fungible items like your NFT, the markets do not have adequate liquidity and hence it does not attract too many participants. However, this is changing as more and more entities are entering into this space. And thus it is unlocking the large amount of capital which is locked, which is available within these NFTs. And hence, these NFT marketplaces are getting more and more liquid. And one of the entities out here is your NFT Pi. Now, NFT Pi is actually a platform where users can put in their NFT as a collateral and then they can borrow some money in terms of crypto uh, against that NFT. And uh, this is a decentralized NFT marketplace, a P2P marketplace. So let's say, how does that work? Well, let's say you are a borrower. What you do is that you will submit your NFT as a part of the transaction. The platform would link you to a lender. Of course, you'll have to, the lender and the borrower need to uh, accept or agree to meet the terms and conditions. After that is done, you're submitting your NFT as a part of the transaction. And when you do that, that NFT gets locked into the smart contract, which is the NFT file smart contract. So there is no manual intervention out here and you will get the money. Later, once you're able to pay back the money in the set predefined set of time, along with the interest on the loan to the lender, your locked NFT gets released to you and it gets credited into your wallet. And in the case of uh, defaulting of the loan, the lender can actually get the custody of the NFT by exercising the foreclosure option. 
Now, let me add a couple of points out here. One of them is a risk, which is on the asset volatility. Now, assets are volatile by nature, but an NFT, or rather NFTs in particular, are more volatile. And therefore, as a lender, you may end up with a lesser priced NFT. So the pricing dynamics in the NFT space are more pronounced as compared to the other ones, and hence that needs to be kept into mind. The second thing that is pertinent here is the law of the land. So in the case of a dispute, this thing reaches, the dispute reaches the law of the land, and you need to be there in the geography where the law requires or recognizes the NFT to be a legal asset, a legal property. So those are a couple of things that you need to keep into mind when you are using an NFT as a collateral. So like NFT5, there are other entities which play into the space where you can use the NFT as a collateral to get some crypto loan. Now, the next one that I have here to share is, a, is an entity called Fractional. Now, this pertains to the second scenario, which I cited at the beginning of this episode. That is, you have an, you want to buy an expensive NFT, but you cannot afford to do so. What are your options? Enters the term fractionalization. So what is fractionalization? Fractionalization is nothing but splitting of an asset into fractions, into different parts. And these different parts can have the same value or it could have a different, they could have different values. But why fractionalize an NFT? Well, for the users, there could be a few reasons. One is that it helps to reduce the entry cost or the access to the NFT. You may not be able to afford an NFT, the complete NFT, but you may be able to afford a fraction of the NFT. And the second one is that uh, this fractionalization, it helps you to own a fraction of the NFT and therefore you do get the right to vote on that asset, on that NFT's reserve price. So these are a couple of your advantages if you want to buy a fraction of an NFT uh, out there. And as far as the NFT owners are concerned, again, there are a few advantages. One is that it could help them to uh, discover the price of their NFTs. So let's say I am an owner of an NFT and I split my NFT into a number of fractions. And if I see that people are opting in to buy those fractions, my uh, fractions of that NFT at the price that I have set, I do get a rough amount of an idea as to the worth or the value of my NFT in terms of the prospective buyers. The second one is that it injects liquidity in, into my asset, into my NFT, because I, and I don't have to sell my complete NFT, I get some money just by selling some parts of the NFT. And when I do so, I, it also helps to uh, scale up the community around my NFTs because more and more people, rather than just one person, has access to the NFT, even though it could be a fraction of that NFT. Now to serve these fractionalized NFTs, there are several specialized marketplaces which have emerged. And these are the fractional marketplaces, uh, which are different from your general aggregators. 
and uh, they differ because they offer the service of being able to buy or sell that is trade and mint fractionalized uh, shares of the NFT and mostly these NFTs are highly valued or highly priced NFTs and that is why people are going ahead to fractionalize them. Now fractional.art or fractional for short is one such fractional marketplaces and the fractional represents a decentralized P2P protocol which is purpose built for the fractionalizing NFTs. It could be done on an individual basis or you could do this on a pooled basis. So how does this platform work? Let's say you have an NFT that you want to fractionalize. What you need to do is to lock up your tokens into something called a vault. This vault is uh, actually just an auditive smart contract which is available on that platform. And uh, once you select a vault, you need to configure the fractionalized uh, fractionalization parameters. For example, what is the number of uh, fractions, uh, what is the value of those fractions and so forth, to the number of the individual tokens. And then you can transfer the NFT's custody into the vault. And that is the smart contract. <clears throat> and in return, you would get 100% of the fractional shares or the uh, fractional ownership tokens. So you have taken the NFT, you have fractionalized it, you have put it into the vault, which is a smart contract, and now you have got 100% ownership of all those fractions. And these tokens are in the form of your ERC20 tokens. Once you have these tokens, now you can dispense them in whichever way you want to. You could either sell them or you could distribute them amongst your community, certain members of your community, you could use them for liquidity, etc. And all the fractional owners of these fractional uh, fractions, fractional shares, they have a collective ownership on the locked up NFT. So these are a couple of entities which are helping you to leverage your NFT's value, which is not visible just right up front. So and by doing so, they are helping you to build up the NFT basic infrastructure. And on top of it, different NFT apps can be used to further build up the niche, vertical, or an application. So in these, uh, this episode and the previous uh, four episodes, I have covered on a few examples of the NFT players who are actually playing in the NFT infrastructure space. They're, basic, uh, they're making the building blocks to, towards the scaling of that ecosystem. And uh, as I mentioned in my introductory video of the NFT series, the next aspect of the series that I'm going to cover, which is going to start with this next episode, is on the different NFT applications of the verticals. And the first one with which I would start this is on gaming. So do stay tuned for that episode and thanks for the listen. Cheers.